0: I what you have to do against this guy? Yeah, more in the mood for a beer right now. Um. <laughs> hello, hello! Welcome back to the Backenders. Here on this podcast, we bring you all the ins and the outs from the great game, the great game of tennis. We cover each tennis slam. We are unafraid to slam tennis. And with me, a man who must be seen to be believed. And believe me, listeners, there's a reason his chosen medium is podcasting. It's <laughs> Catters. Catters, welcome.
1: Hello, Lightning, or as they would say in America, get off my f-ing lawn or you'll be leaving in a body bag. <laughs> yes, it's the US theme we're running, Lightning, because finally we're back at Flushing Meadows. I know you went Ooh. earlier pre-show with <laughs> a couple of Flushing Meadow attempts. You look a couple of kgs lighter. <laughs> and I'm excited to be returning to our second favorite hard
0: court slam.
1: Yes, <laughs> is it fair to say it makes the top four slams in the calendar
0: year? Lightning potentially. That's how much we rate it, cutters. The jury is out, but we're excited. And look, it's been ages, cutters. It feels like Wimbledon was it was years ago. You know, we'd kind of got used to not having opens, and all of a sudden they, they roll around left, right, and center. But there's been quite a gap between. The last slam in this one. So, with all this downtime, this anticipating, what is the US Open going to bring us? It's a good question, Lightning. I've been following very closely the hard court
1: swing, which, of course, right. brings about the prestigious tournaments of Bad Ombre and <laughs> Tennis in the Land, uh, Between a Rock and a Hard Court, which I think takes place... <laughs> In Colorado. There's some creative (laughs) tournaments out there, Lightning, and I've been following them all very closely. And I can report back by saying the bell curve has been flattened. Right. Flatter than our audience listener ratings over the last three years, (laughs) Lightning. It is a level playing field like we've never (laughs) seen before. And part of me is excited because I love the idea that, you know, my career is not over. I can still get back into the top 100 at any given time that I choose. But on the flip side, we love stars. We love players that go out and win consistently. And we're not seeing that at all. No, It is a toss of the coin. Mm. It's very even playing field lightning. I feel like I should go back to my approach of picking champions by lining up the local alley cats and firing my air rifle at them. (laughs) Uh, which actually has nothing to do with the selection process, but tends to get me in that Zen-like state where I can then make an informed decision. But I'll be finding another creative way this time around, Lightning, because it's even more difficult to split the top 50 players. It
0: absolutely is. You could throw a blanket over the field and it wouldn't be a fire blanket cutters because they are just a damp (laughs) squib of players collected together, and, and what we're talking about, Catters, is on both sides, both the men's and the women's, this is the first time we can remember there is no clear favourite on either side, and I can't recall that ever being the case, cutters.
1: You are spot on, Lightning. It's all just a little bit vanilla, and mm. if we take a look, for example, at the women's side of the draw, you know that I'm very open-minded when it comes to women's tennis. I'm progressive, <laughs> I'm all about female <laughs> empowerment. But if you took me to a police lineup and I had to point out which of the top 20 players had A, stolen my wallet, or B, claimed a trophy in the last 48 months... I could not tell you a Garcia f- from a Collins. I could not find my Maya from a Fernandez. I would be all discombobulated, Lightning. And it's just boring. And I don't think it's coincidental that the women's tour is now officially sponsored by tofu. It's <laughs> flavorless,
0: completely redundant, and quite offensive. <laughs> Which is also the motto this podcast was going to adopt. So that's...
1: It's true, Lightning. So what do we do? We're back to ground zero. Mm. We can see the glass half full. Hey, there's tennis on. It's two weeks of chump A versus chump B. Or we can see the glass half empty Mm. and say, hey, it's chump A versus chump B. (laughs) Uh, But I'm not (laughs) obliged to watch it.
0: So listeners... You make your own decision. You're grown-ups. <laughs> and they're very nuanced options you've given our <laughs> listeners, cutters, And I think they'll appreciate that. So at times, cutters on this podcast, we've talked about the US Open as the us open, this this open that struggles to see any other open but itself. What are we likely to see then in this open? And what do we then call the 2022 US Open?
1: I'm glad you asked, Lightning, because I've been thinking about it a little bit and I feel like a lot of the players here are deliberately tanking ahead of the US Open. Mm. Nobody's missing a bad ombre novelty pirate ship on their mantelpiece (laughs) for coming in first or second, Lightning. Nobody's missing (laughs) between a rock and a hard place, pick and matching helmet with head torch in their repertoire. (laughs) So, Lightning, I feel like... These players are actually lulling us into a false sense of security. They don't want the spotlight. Let's Mm. face it. Whenever you get the spotlight, you underperform. Mm. So these players are ducking and weaving and crapping the bed as often as possible to ensure that we write them off ahead of the open. So long story short, I think it should be called the 2022 Not Us Open. Hey, me, (laughs) not me. What? You think I'm a chance? Let me just dive off this balcony head first to ensure that I'm out of your reckoning as a possible chance to claim the silverware.
0: I like it. I like it. So the moment that spotlight heads towards a player cutters, they're out of there. Can you give me some examples? Of how are we seeing this play out in the lead up to this Open?
1: Well, I can give you the mother of all examples and he is the architect behind this approach, and that is Rafa Nadal. Uh, I mean, we have seen so many times this man go in for elective surgery prior to the Grand Slams. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you can't keep operating to put your appendix in just to take it out again. That's not how it works, Rafa. (laughs) But he'll do anything to change the narrative from him being the favorite. And I feel like some of the younger players have cottoned on to this. You've got the Joker. Look no further than Novak Djokovic. I mean, this guy should walk up and barring any major incident where he takes out a linesman like a sniper... (laughs) claim his 22nd Grand Slam title, Mm. but he's leaving it to the very, very last minute to see whether he can actually get into the country. At the time of recording, we still don't know whether he's going to be allowed an exemption to get back into the US and take
0: out the title. I I totally agree, Kat. If he gets a vaccine, he's in the tournament. I mean, for a bloke who is a prick, how hard is it just to get a little prick? (laughs) I mean... All those signs in the vaccine centres of you know get a jab, take home a US Grand Slam <laughs> cup, and he's just extensive marketing campaign and just for nothing. It. For so, nothing. Y- y- great example, cutters.
1: Well, I've got more lightning mm. because you've got Sviantek who yes took over Barty's mantle as number one incredibly well. Mm. She basically stepped mm. out and just started destroying people on a thirty-seven match winning streak. Yeah, you don't get much better than that. And recently, she's been shanking matches, making us second guess whether she's even number one material. She played a feature match a couple of weeks ago in her home nation of Poland against her compatriot Agnieszka Radwanska. Does that name ring a bell? No, it shouldn't because she's been retired for ages. (laughs) It should only ring a bell if you are at your local Hungry Jack's watching her scoff down her 17th burger because she's living large in post-tennis retirement. She beat Svantec. So what sort of rope-a-dope are we talking about? This would be like Nick Kyrgios losing to Rod Laver. (laughs) The only thing Kyrios should lose to Rod Laver at is a blinking contest, because I'm sure he's been (laughs) stuffed and put in the stands since 1995, Lightning. Itsy-sitsy. Stefanos Tsitsipas. Yes. Great run at Cincinnati. Great run on the beach the other day. I think he was vlogging. (laughs) It's all perfect. But he falls over at the last hurdle. And loses a final that he should have won. I can't deem him the favourite going in. No. Such a shame. Mm. Busted his ankle in
0: the most painful of scenarios at the French Open. Still hasn't recovered. Mm. Another one that springs to mind, Cutters, is, is Dominic Team. I mean, this is a bloke who, a couple of years ago, won the tournament. Uh, you know, like he's a US Open champion returning to his home. So we haven't seen him. He's been hiding in the shadows whenever that spotlight's got anywhere near him. He's jumping off balconies left, right and (laughs) centre. He slipped to 231st in the World Cutters just, you know, within a couple of years of winning the US Open. So he's, Back in the country, but again, trying to, with some very patchy form, just divert all attention. So he's coming back from a shocking wrist injury, which I believe occurred from tattooing a replica of his US Open trophy on his mother's back.
1: He is absolutely useless, but um, I look forward to his return, I guess, as a linesman. I don't know what particular capacity by which he'll be entering the tournament. But yeah, Lightning, it just feels hollow at the moment. Yeah. If I roll through the WTA top 10, mm-hmm. I mean, you tell me who you expect to win out of this list. You've got Igor Svontek, who we just mentioned, mm. and net Kontovate, second in the world. Yeah and voted second in the world for the most unrecognisable women's tennis player. It's amazing that they do a poll like this, uh, but she has only really been seen on milk cartons for the last 10 months because I have no idea where she's gone. Maria Sakkari, third in the world? Useless.
0: They're calling her the Great Sack at the moment. Sackery um, of Spuds, I believe is what they're calling her. I don't think they are...
1: And I don't no? think that will catch on, but I love the attempt <laughs> from your side.
0: <laughs> Would you believe uh, the great plate smasher? Uh... <laughs> Much better. Much better. Good, good.
1: Paula Badosa, not even a punnable last name. She's been <laughs> in and out of form. Ons Jabir the hut, useless. Simona Halep. That, I will say, is an anomaly because she's in good yes. form. Uh, And I'm sure the podcasters are loving Catters just reading from a list of players to (laughs)
0: fill time. Perhaps we're getting lulled, Catters, into the not-us open. Yes. We're taking on the same distraction duties the entire men's and women's field are. And as you said, Catters, it is the template of Rafael Nadal. They've been watching this bloke get to 21 slams faster than anyone else on the men's side. And are just thinking, well, that's that's what we have to do. So don't be surprised if you not only see people adopting the same tactics of rope doping and diverting attention. Don't be surprised if you also see a whole bunch of the field just turn left-handed, you know, <laughs> and start taking steroids, uh, allegedly. Allegedly, in the lead up to this U.S. Open, exactly. Yeah,
1: putting the doping in rope doping. I expect that is a possibility. Lightning. <laughs> Got nothing in my head. I'm just really excited and I want to hug the whole stadium.
0: Well, in this not us, not me, not us open, cut as I'm keen to see what's got us excited, and I am sure I know what is our come on segment gonna be about this year.
1: Yes, lightning. We have kind of buried the lead this time round because mm. let's face it, this year's not us open is not about us. It's about one person. Yes. And her name is Serena Williams. Yes. What an absolute superstar she has been for the sport. She's the reason that you and I got into tennis, if I recall. Um, Correct. Yeah. yeah, I remember you uh, once had a dream, I believe, uh, a vision as a child <laughs> that one amongst <laughs> us would one day conquer the Margaret Court legacy. And I remember you sharing that dream with me and I found it quite uncomfortable. We were only four at the time and the level of detail with which you were able to describe Serena and all of her attributes and win-loss records against top 10 players made me wonder whether you were in fact a demon. And they were the old days lightning. I apologize for the attempt to drown you in public in a barrel, but different time, Lightning, different time. And Serena has actually fulfilled all of that potential that you foretold. And what can you say about her now? She's old and washed up, I guess, but I would choose not to use those words. Uh, Others would, and for that reason, I've muted your mic, Lightning, but I'm much more kind towards old Serena, and I think that this farewell tour is exactly what we wanted, the opportunity... To see her one more time, coming out, yes. home tournament, ridiculous outfit, struggling with movement, guns the size of my thighs, hammering women off the court down the other end. Everyone's a winner. Except for Serena, because I think she will get bounced in the first round. <laughs> but semantics, semantics, Lightning. Lightning.
0: Well, I think you're right, Catters. And for someone who has been one of the greats, she is surely the greatest of all time, who is about to finish her career on 23 Grand Slams, he could probably throw in another 14 doubles Grand Slams, a couple of other mixed doubles as well. She has won three of the four Slams, six times each, as a minimum. <laughs> she's won the Golden Slam. She has four gold medals, Gattas. She has spent 319 weeks at the top. She's won 10 Grand Slams since turning 30. This is a woman who has won the Serena Slam, which is, of course, holding all four Grand Slams at once. She's won the Serena Slam twice, and she's won the Venus Slam 14 times which was beating her to the bathroom for a shower (laughs) she has just done it all cutters so what is there left to say and and i guess my question to you is having just watched the greatest player of all time doing a farewell tour how are we to send her off it's certainly not going to be through quality tennis (laughs) uh so since announcing her retirement she's getting beaten by small children on every fan day. She is not going to be putting up much of a fight on court, but how is she going to be honoured and celebrated for the player she is, Catters? Well, Lightning,
1: the first thing that springs to mind would be firing Venus out of a cannon. Uh, But that's often the first thing that springs to mind. Uh,
0: We know about your Venus to Venus campaign, Catters, and we'd probably need to start shelving it, I think. She's as demonic as you were at age four, Lightning, and I won't hear
1: otherwise. So I think we need to start by asking the simple question, is Serena the goat? No. Or is she, in fact, the greatest of all time since our Aussie court, or goat sack for short, which I've been trying to get off the ground? I'd love to see a lot of people just with... 3D printed goat sacks in the crowd at Flushing Meadow just waving them around reminding her who's the boss.
0: There's a lot of farmers trying to get their goat sack off the ground as well. (laughs) (laughs) It's a great
1: dairy awareness campaign but beyond that it brings home an important message and I think we still can't sort out this debate until Maggie Court shows up Mm -hmm at Flushing Meadow and challenges Ars Arena to a Wii Tennis tournament in front of the punters. (laughs) If there's still a dead heat, and I think there will be lightning because they are on level pegging, even in Maggie's ripe age of 127, I look forward to them then deciding it with Wii Bowling. And provided that doesn't create a definitive outcome, Mario Kart. (laughs) And given Margaret Court's likeness to Toadstool with that recent haircut she's sporting, I think I know who I've got my money on.
0: Oh, and I think with Margaret Court's age, I think if it came down to who's more likely to we on court, it's probably going to be <laughs> Margaret Court. Uh, so
1: I don't know, Lightning, what sort of pageantry has been organised. It's very difficult with mm. Serena because... A bit like Spinal Tap. How do you turn it up past 10? How do you crank it to 11? Mm. She's been running at full throttle every tournament with her entrances, with Mm. all of the shenanigans, the celebrations. Mm. So where do you go from here? Mm. I don't know. I would propose that perhaps Maria Sharapova jumps out of a cake unexpectedly uh, so that Serena can spank her in public one very last time. (laughs) One for the fans given their head-to-head record is about 355 to zero. Rumor has it that on an outside court, Will Smith is going to hit up with her pre-match. I'm not sure she's aware of what she's getting herself into there, but uh, I don't know, Lightning. I'm kind of a little bit out of options here. The only thing I'm pretty sure about is when we go for the outfit, it's going to be full emo because she has already said she's feeling depressed about having to give up tennis. And so I can imagine her swaggering onto court like a belligerent teenager, piercings, My Chemical Romance t-shirt, playing to the somber tunes of Evanescence. It's going to be a magical moment for all those Cure fans out there just to brood for the 28 minutes that she remains on court before having her ass handed back to her.
0: Uh oh, it's it's uh, it's hard to go past that, cat I think you've summarised exactly uh, the goat sack, right? The, go- the goat, sack, yeah, sack. Yes. that's right, that's right. <laughs> yes, many farmers have
1: also complained it's hard to go past a goat sack. It's a real <laughs> occupational hazard.
0: I'm trying to think how you can top. You know Wilfred Songer, he won zilch slams and they had the party to end all parties to farewell him at the french open so what the heck is going to happen i I can't help but think last year we actually saw dylan alcott come receive his grand slam cup and skull a beer out of the grand slam trophy that he won i'm wondering whether they just go for shots and actually serena's got to take a shot out of each of the 23 grand slam cups i'm thinking maybe something like that cutters
1: I like that lightning. I also like the idea of just lining up effigies of the players that she's beaten regularly in slam finals as pinatas and just letting the kids out on court, big sticks, have a crack. You know, you could imagine Dominic Team using it as a bit of hand-eye coordination training as he plans to make it back. I totally agree with you. I mean, Joe Wilfred Songa, he had a country named after him on the back of his retirement. Oh, no, that's Tonga. But with the case of Serena, what do you do? Do you get her dad, Frank Williams, out there? Or what do you, I mean, he's yes. big. Ne- well, is it Frank Williams? I can never remember. It's, it's King Richard. Uh, is his official name. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, that's right. Yes, the Academy Award winning film that I uh, completely confused with Formula One founding boss Frank Williams. There were so many things that confused me about that connection, and none of it to do with race. So save the <laughs> letters, public, save your letters. Could this actually be a subconscious move to Formula One that I'm oh. calling out that I never imagined was
0: possible? <laughs> there you
1: go. It's the only thing she hasn't conquered, Lightning. Like-
0: it is. And, you know, for so long she's been told to stay in her lane. Well, maybe she'll be able to now. That's <laughs> Get on it. I do think you're right, though, Cadiz. I would love to see her team up in the doubles one last time with Venus, oh. you know, and, and then potentially play tennis together and then maybe bingo together later that night as well. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> it's the Golden Girl sequel we never wanted. <laughs> I'll give you the racket and we'll no, see, how many, no. see how many times you can return yourself also. You're a professional tennis player, I'm not.
0: Okay. Well, it's, of course, now time for our famous fed-up and poo-down segment when we pause and we look over this bland, vanilla field and attempt to mine out of it someone that's going to do the biz. Of course, we know someone's going to be handed the golden ticket. And who's it going to be this year? So, of course, we cast our eagle eye over the field and in so doing also seek to find the turd in the midst, the... (laughs) Is that the sequel to Gorillas in the Mist? <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, and there is no shortage of turds nor gorillas in this pack this year, cutters. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you who mine is to start with. My poo-down is none other than perhaps a, a, a podcast favourite, Itsy Titsy. Cutters, mm. this is a man who has promised so much. He's been... Top four, he's been threatening to steal a Grand Slam. We've been expecting big things from this Greek god. And yet, Tsitsipas, or Itsy Tsitsy, a man who has more consonants than spare rackets, we have had (laughs) Tsitsipasics on this podcast. We have had the Tsitsipasta. We've had Shitsy's Pants. (laughs) Cat This man has had a few stories that's followed him. He's now coached by the Pooh which is perhaps why his toilet breaks became such a devastating part of his game. Uh, but Cat has, I've been disappointed with him of late and his form has been shocking, had a shocking year. Mm. He started to get his shit of pass together and starting to threaten again. And, and it's been exciting and he has, cutters. it's really helpful that you've laid out the not-us open because that's what it seemed like. He was storming through the Cincinnati Masters, got all the way to the finals, was looking impenetrable. He's playing a no-name in Borna church And then he, cutters not only lost, he lost badly, but he's done something, cutters that no tennis player likes hearing, and that is he tanked. Oh. Go look at the footage. Google it. Type it in YouTube. Don't take it from me. Take it from Doctor Googs. Balls were flying past him, Cutters. He was letting him go. He was jogging after them. He was. The, it, the evidence will speak for itself. But this guy was watching balls go past him like goat farmers chasing after their herds. <laughs> it was shocking. So Cutters, for me, it's it's it'sy. He's my poo down. That is
1: truly. Unsurprising given that he has Mark Filippousas as his coach. That will be his lasting (laughs) legacy. But I'm very disappointed that he's chosen to take the sitzy pass of Leith's resistance lightning. (laughs) (laughs) Just when you thought the pun well was dry. (laughs)
0: And Cutters for me, a man who was on the other side of the net to Tsitsipas. Uh, this was, of course, Borna Cioric, the great Croatian who, look, not all that long ago, earlier in the year, in fact, had slipped to as low as 278 in the world, was beating up on blokes like Dominic Team in Wii Tennis uh, in the change rooms. <laughs> this guy, is it, look, he's he's pretty plain. He's pretty vanilla, Cutters. In fact, uh, you know, Borna Cioric, my research team, Insists that, in fact, every member of the Chorich family was born a Chorich. So this guy is not (laughs) known to be anything special. And at 278 in the world, you can see why. But he is the one bloke on the men's side who is bucking the not-us trend Mm. and that is after he came from the clouds to take out three top 10 players he has now become the lowest-ranked champion to win a Masters 1000 tournament when he took out the Cincinnati Masters only recently he is doing absolutely amazingly he has jumped cutters from 152 only a week ago to now 29th in the world (laughs) he's going to be seeded at the US Open I mean that is just one of the most prodigious jumps up the ranking points so uh, you must be a massive fan cutters of borna chorich
1: massive fan lightning and i just want to remind our listeners because some might not be aware that the masters 1000 is one step down from the grand slam it's the highest mm-hmm. of the tour tournaments outside of the four slams and it's named yeah. such because i think a thousand people can attend is that about right <laughs> I think that's the reason. I've never really dug into the details there, Lightning, but um, this guy kind of bends my brain even more so because we've talked about the not-us open, and this guy is so seemingly anonymous and uninterested in garnering any attention, yet maybe that's his move. Maybe he is his own Trojan horse. I'd need to draw you and the listeners a diagram, and I... I'm not afraid to do that. But there is some sort of complex narrative going on here where this meat and potatoes cookie-cutter... Croat. Croat? (laughs) They call him the cookie-cutter from Croatia. That would add a lot more edge to the man who means nothing to anyone.
0: Well, for you cutters, who are you saying that might do a Borna and... Rise up from nowhere. Mate, that's your fed up, not mine. (laughs)
1: I'm not claiming the guy has any potential whatsoever. So don't taint my fed up and poo down. I'm going to start with the good news story, the fed up. And that is Caroline Garcia. Lightning, I've seen on her various socials, hashtag flywithcaro. If she was a pilot, (laughs) I would demand a breath test before boarding Lightning because she hasn't been the most consistent of performers in the... uh, previous years. (laughs) But Caro has found great form pre-tournament, and she is climbing her way up the rankings, and I think she's a big threat. She won Cincinnati, which is probably the best yardstick we have Mm -hmm. to go by at the moment. And I don't know a lot about Caro. I knew that she smashed the collective hearts of the Australians in Perth a couple of years ago in that Federation Cup, now Billie Jean Mm -hmm. King Cup playing for France, and I know that she has all of the weapons, but can very rarely string them together for more than two points in succession. But she is on a victory tear at the moment, Lightning, and I'm excited about it. I must admit, I don't know a lot, so I've just done a bit of desktop research. Went onto her Instagram. I can confirm that she's posted 787 images, And all 787 are selfies. There is literally nothing but her swinging a tennis racket. For brand consistency's sake, I like it. We all know that you're worried that no one realizes you're a tennis player. So that box, big tick. The problem is not showing a lot of personality. I haven't seen this many selfies since... You asked me to delete your hard drive due to legal reasons that time. And I've had to go to her official website where fortunately there's an off the court section, which I didn't believe was possible. I thought she literally had an ankle bracelet tethered to both legs based on her Instagram feed. But she occasionally finds her way off the court to indulge us in such insights as favorite color blue style of music. Pop, acoustic, what makes you crack, simplicity and honesty, your passions, sports, trips, cooking, lightning. <laughs> she is the cold play of the tennis world. She is offering us absolutely nothing. Ooh, controversial decision. Favorite player, Roger Federer. Your motivation, my parents. Probably my favorite point is high-five pregame ritual, question mark. I high-five with all my team. Well... <laughs>
0: Kind of leading the witness there, I think you can add. But oh, well, I'm looking forward, Carers, to spicing up that Insta page and a uh, accompanying Wikipedia page, and just making a few changes to that. And, and you know, maybe something like you know, what makes you crack? Uh, my dealer. Uh, you know, <laughs> direct message me for details. <laughs> um, so hashtag fly with Caro.
1: Uh, No, thanks. However, I will say that she's my fed up. And I can't wait to Garcia. (laughs) (laughs) And my poo down... Other than that pun? Listeners refer back 30 seconds ago. I rest my case. (laughs) No, Lightning, my poo down is a very serious one. And that is an individual by the name of
0: Anna Pallas. Right. Does that name mean anything to you, Lightning? Geez, it doesn't sound particularly notable. Who's Who's Anna? Or, or punnable? What you, you don't you don't want to bite? <laughs> I'm giving you a free
1: shot. Okay, well, this lady was unfortunately the victim of Nick Kyrgios's unexpected rant in the Wimbledon mm. final, where he mm. claimed there's a woman out there who's had like 700 drinks. And he wanted her ejected from center court during the match. He felt she was disrupting him. Mm. And that was Anna Pallas. Okay. Who is, unluckily enough for Nick, a Polish lawyer.
0: (laughs) I love it. Who (laughs) wants her day in court, Lightning. Uh, Well, Nick had his day on court and she wants hers. Well,
1: Lightning, she is not backing down, and apparently claiming that someone's had 700 drinks is no longer a compliment. (laughs) Call me old-fashioned, Lightning. So, she is taking him to court over this slander, and I think this sets a dangerous precedent, Lightning. I'm not worried about Saint Nick. I think he'll get off, you know, the guy's Teflon. If this is the biggest of his problems right now, he's living his best life. (laughs) I'm more concerned, spoiler alert, for us as a podcast, because I'm reliably formed by our long-term manager, Kat Pash, former manager, now legal advisor. Uh, He put himself through (laughs) night school, (laughs) paid for by licensing our name to a series of sex toy paddles. Can't handle her? <laughs> Try backhand her. <laughs> I may have been able to sign off on that solo, Lightning. I'm sorry if I'm breaking news to you. But Cat Pash tells me that we are a ticking time bomb of lawsuits if this precedent goes down the wrong way. <laughs> So my poo down is international
0: legal precedence. <laughs> Please don't patronise me. I'm not I, I would have. You know, no, you no, know. you are in the way I'm you're asking in the me. way you're asking your question you've been quite disrespectful and you're patronizing me. I'm a professional competitor who did her best today. It's time to take this podcast episode home. It is time. Now for our super, super tie break. break. <laughs> Which of course we will give you our predictions for this year's not us open. Now, we of course have been shaken up by a field that feels depleted, it feels vanilla, it feels lame, it feels it feels lifeless. Uh, it's a field, Catters, where we are not going to see Novak Djokovic. And I am disgusted at the hospitality of the Americans, not making space for Novak to play, at least as Australians. We had the respect to allow him to come to our country, not play, and then send him back amidst a media and legal shitstorm. So I, for one, am disappointed. Very least you could do, America. But, of course, he's not the only person who's out. We don't have Alexander Zvarev. We have a half-walking, limping Nadal. A pelker is out. So it's Joker out. It's a pelker out. It's Zvarev out. James Duckworth, I think, is taking the bins out uh, this week. (laughs) There's a few injury clouds. Players like Coco Goff have been a bit injured, despite cutters during the week. Coco Goff became the world's number one-ranked doubles player. So I think she's now being called Coco Goff Goff. Uh, But hopefully she's fit in time to make it into this U.S. (laughs) Open. Because I'm keen to hear your predictions. Now, in light of the fact that it's the Not Us Open, I don't think it's fair to have predictions because essentially I see all predictions are dark horse predictions. There is Mm. no favourite on either side of the field. So... I want you to tell me this year, cutters. who are your dark horses for this year's Open?
1: Well, I think one prediction that I can stand by is that Coco Goff Goff won't take off anytime soon.
0: (laughs) Won't take (laughs) off-off?
1: Unless you're having a stroke, there's absolutely no excuse for what just went down. Lightning, as I tend to do on a Tuesday night, I took last week as an opportunity to print out the top 50 players from both sides of the draw. And what I can say is I then spent several hours on the street asking random strangers to identify any of them. And I decided the first that would be identified would be my pick for this year's Not Us Open. And happy to report that on the men's side, I'm predicting... Diego Schwartzman. Oh, uh, yes,
0: wow. Disney Diego.
1: Yes, I think someone thought they'd seen him on Kids X Factor the <laughs> night before, uh touching rendition of Live and La Vida Loca. So, he fits nicely into my men's pole position and on the women's side and into a suitcase if ever you need that to happen
0: <laughs> <guys>.
1: <laughs> Very convenient. <laughs> And on the women's side, it's Caroline Garcia, who I mentioned earlier. Yes, very popular amongst the locals here in North Copenhagen. I can only presume they thought they'd seen her dealing crack at their local shopping centre. <laughs> so, very
0: recognisable stars for this year's tournament. Lightning, <laughs> what are your tips? Catters on the men's side, I am going with a strong prediction of, uh, you know, aim high, go for the big four. And Andy Murray, I mean, (laughs) at the moment, he's probably fitter and more available than any of the other members of the big four. So Andy Murray, this is your time to shine, son. So have a crack and visit Caroline Garcia if you need said crack. (laughs) And for me, on the women's side... It's Maria Sakkari, mm. and I see big things in this woman's future. I think she could become the greatest of all time. I think she could become the goat Zachary, <laughs> and uh, so stay tuned, and I think it's going to start here in this year's Open, so just you wait. But, uh, you know, I thought, too, I might take a risk, and uh, why not? Alison Risk, 29th in the world, so it feels like... Anyone's a risk at this point, so why not? So Cutters It could have been Serena as a dark horse. I think she's as good a chance as anyone else this year, but sadly I think she'll be riding a horse off into the sunset by about day two of the tournament. So uh, we won't be seeing too much more of her. So it is time to launch, time to jump into the 2022 Not Us Open, and uh, we will, of course, check in at the midway point on all the action, all the stories, and see how our impressive predictions are faring but in the meantime make sure you you journey along with us to do so you can jump on instagram you can jump on facebook and and be along for the ride as we keep you updated in that space with the handle the backhanders but until you hear from us again if you see someone being just that little bit rambunctious and you're sure that you're Pretty sure, you're very sure that they're blind drunk for legal reasons. Just remember, to be quiet please.